Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to Sports Radio 670 The Score. WSCR in HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Because I'm not Joe Ostrowski. It's Gabe Ramirez filling in for Joe O. One of my favorite guys here at 670 to score. And I want to say it's because of his personality, but I think it's because of our mutual love and respect for gambling. <laughs> I text that guy probably more often than I should. It's 670 to score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios because we are live and local. That's what we do here. So you get the opportunity to hear about what's going on today. Big, big day today, guys. Big day. College football kicking off, of course. You got some good baseball going on, especially on the south side of Chicago. Love that. And I got to be honest, I know Joe probably doesn't talk about football. And, of course, I'm talking about soccer. But I'm going to talk about some Premier League, man. One of my favorite teams, oddly enough. So, Back in 2020, when the pandemic began, I was yearning for some sort of sports. There was Everything got shut down. Pandemic was kicking off. And the only thing that I was playing was soccer. Now, me, I'm probably like you in the car. It just wasn't my jam. Like I always felt it was a little bit boring. But then I started to watch it, and, and I started gambling on it. That's how, that's how that whole thing began. And I was like, okay, I started watching Bayern Munich, and then all my friends were hating on me because, of course, Bayern Munich is kind of like the Yankees, right? So they're like, oh, of course, you're rooting for a powerhouse. But the team was good. Robert Lewandowski, uh, Muller. I mean, they had some, you know, Nabry. They had some really, really good guys. And I felt like I had an appreciation for the game being played at such a high level. But I think that gambling on it, I'm, I'm trying to sell you on it, basically, is what I'm doing. But gambling on soccer Makes it more, makes it way more fun because now every time the ball comes down the pitch, you're anticipating that goal or that missed goal because you don't want them to score if you hit that over under. So the the game got a little bit more interesting to me. And then so then when when I went over to the Premier League, which is you know uh, you know England's big one, I had to pick a team that wasn't a power six, a big team. So I I went with Newcastle, and Newcastle is like initially they were like the bears they just kept breaking my heart i don't know why i was watching them but they have a better team now so i actually threw them in a parlay that i'll be talking about in just a second but we're gonna go over a bunch of stuff today man because i'm trying to win you guys some money especially if you're up this early riding around the city i know you got the app downloaded but again that's what i am here for so uh before we get into that though i am excited about the chicago white Sox. yesterday of course what a fantastic game if you guys don't know if you guys download the Odyssey app, myself, Shane Reardon, 
we do the Southsiders podcast uh, for 670 to score on the Odyssey app, 2400 Sports. And we were talking about this game before it started. And I told Shane, I said, this is must watch TV. Like playoff baseball begins today or what was yesterday. And I mean, what a game, you know, two nothing. The odd idea to start Joe Kelly happened. But then, you know, Davis Martin came in, pitched a phenomenal five innings. It was two nothing. Sox battle back, tied up at two. Of course, uh, Twins take the lead late in the game, 3-2. And then Yasmani Grandal from the right side of the plate, you know he has more power from, from that side, and just crushes a curveball to left field to tie the game at three. And then some drama in the ninth with Jose Abreu where with bases loaded, it looked like he got hit by the pitch. Maybe he might have grazed his pinky area. But um, they, they called him back, even though the fireworks went off, everything was crazy. They called him back. And what would have been a double play ball to end the inning, Jose Abreu hits it up the middle. But Lopez, uh, the pitcher for the Twins, it hits his glove and Kareem's just a little, just, just a little to the right to throw off their second baseman. Again, it was going to be a double play. Unfortunately, by the time they get it to Carlos Correa, Little uh, Jose Abreu was able to be safe at first, and Sox ended up winning the game anyway. So your updated AL Central winning odds. Before the game yesterday, the White Sox were plus 800 to win the AL Central. Today, as you wake up this morning, they are now plus 400. Seems tantalizing. I mean, if you're a, a believer, if, if you're Shane, my guy that I do the Southsiders podcast with, and you, your ass went and got a damn tattoo on your bicep that says AL Central Champs 2022, then you may want to put that plus 400, put a couple hundred bucks on there so you can uh, kind of pay off that tattoo that you got. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians are minus 135 to take it. So, I mean, with a three-game lead, obviously the numbers are, are skewed a bit because of the amount of money that's coming in on the White Sox or the Twins for that matter. That's why I feel like the Guardians are still a good play at minus 135 because – you got a three-game lead. Jeez, I know there's like 30-some games left, but if you're telling me I got a three-game lead and it's minus 135, that's not bad, but I'm a Sox fan. So I am definitely looking at the White Sox at plus 400 just so that that way the end of the season can be that much better. I mean, wouldn't it be a lot more fun if you're watching this game a little bit more intently because you've put a bet down at that plus 400? So it should be interesting to see that. So uh, yesterday was an interesting day because the app that I use – was giving me a 50% deposit bonus. You guys know what I'm talking about. You open the app, has all those promos up on top or on the side. And I thought to myself, you know what? I, it's been a while since I've deposited money. I, I always just use the money that I have in there. But I was like, this seems like a good opportunity. So I reached back in the savings account and I put a grand. Yeah, I put a grand out there in my app. But they gave me $500 back in five $100 free bets, right? So here are my... Five big bets that I made last night after I made that deposit, put $100 on each one of these things. So my first bet that I made was, I know it's a week away, but I'm too damn thirsty. And it is Bears money line and the under. I know you might be rolling your eyes. I didn't want to take the points. I just felt like, you know what, if I'm going to watch this Bears game and I'm going to be in, I have zero confidence whatsoever in Trey Lance. I understand the Niners got a great D. I understand they have some really big weapons in Kittle and Debo Samuel. But I just do not believe in Trey Lance. I think in my heart of hearts, he is going to have a couple of turnovers, at least one turnover. And I feel like he's going to stall some drives down the field that are going to give the Bears opportunities to keep it close at least. So I do think the Bears are going to cover. But I just said, you know what? I'm a real Bears fan, and this is a free $100 bet. So let me go ahead and take Bears money line. And I parlayed it with the under. I think it's like 51 and a half right now because I feel like, or yeah, because I, I feel like that's exactly where it's going to end up. I think that it's going to be a low scoring game, but I think it's going to be, no, no, it's 41 and a half. It's so, so I think it's going to be like 24, 17, kind of in that area. Bears going to put up some points. So you're right at 41. The over-under is at 41 and a half. So I parlayed the two. I mean, you know, Bears money line was playing like plus 240 something. So to me, it was interesting to see that I felt like, hey, man, if I'm going to be here for the Bears, I might as well try to make some money. But that was my fifth bet that I had in these, these this uh, uh, when they gave me the bonus for the five $100 free bets on my app. The second bet I made has to do with the White Sox that I was just talking about. Of course, the White Sox 
winners of three in a row, trying to make it four today with Dylan Cease on the mound. And you say to yourself, okay, every time Cease is on the bump, it's always going to be like minus two something White Sox. But in this particular instance, I, I took the run line. I took the run line. I, I know that uh, Maley's last outing, he only went two innings for the Minnesota Twins. But his 11 previous outings, he went at least five innings. That's impressive. So I parlayed the Sox run line, minus one and a half, um, and the under. The over-under right now is sitting at seven and a half runs. And I just thought to myself, well, even though in gambling, as you guys know, if you do gamble, is that it never goes the way you really think. <laughs> it never goes the way you really think. If it did, we'd all be millionaires right now. But sometimes it does. So Dylan Cease on the bump. I took uh, Sox minus one and a half. And then I parlayed the under because the assumption there is that both pitchers are going to be doing their thing. That paid me plus 396. So my $100 is giving me back 400 with that bet right there. Uh, my third bet that I made with my five $100 free bets after depositing a grand is my pr Premier League parlay. I mentioned it to you before, big Newcastle fan as I've been watching soccer over the last couple of years. And I parlayed Newcastle over Crystal Palace. That game's going to be happening in a little bit. They've had some really good games Newcastle has. They should have beat Liverpool uh, earlier this week. They should have been up 2-0, but it was 1-0, and they took away a goal from their new, new guy that they just signed. And then Liverpool came back in the 97th minute and scored a last-minute goal to take the lead 2-1 to one to beat Newcastle. So I feel like they have a little bit of umph left in them. And the Crystal Palace, they want to sh showcase and highlight that they're a good team this year. They made some good signings. So if you're really looking to make some money in Premier League today, I would I would look at Newcastle, man. Try to look at them. That's a team that not a lot of people are betting. So it's still plus money right now, that Newcastle bet, even on its own. So that's going to be a nice, good one to look at. Uh, plus 110 is that one by itself. But I parlayed it. I know they say don't parlay, but you know what? I'm a risk taker. This is my show today. Joe O will probably say don't parlay these things, Gabe. Bet them individually. But you know what? I'm a rebel. These were five free bets, so I really didn't care. Second one is in the my Premier League parlay is happening right now, actually. Liverpool and Everton. Of course, I just mentioned Liverpool scoring that last second goal against Newcastle to take the victory. But Everton hasn't been playing really well. They're not in good form. You see what I did there? I learned uh, some, some nice soccer jargon. And that's right there when the team is playing well. But even though Everton's the home team, I got Liverpool winning. They're minus 250 right now. That game is actually going on as we speak. It's tied 0-0 in the 84th minute. So... Hopefully, uh, Liverpool can do something to, <laughs> to get my parlay going. And then the last one I have, uh, if you want to put some money on it, is the Wolves versus Southampton. Now, the Wolves have a lot of new players, a ton of new players, and they're still trying to find their rhythm. And Southampton's been playing well. They still got Danny Ings, some guys that are really good. So that's another one that's plus money right now. So even though the Liverpool game is uh, going on as we speak, you can still parlay Newcastle over Crystal Palace along with the Wolves and Southampton. Uh, my fourth bet that I made my, of my five big bets for my with my five one hundred dollar free bets is some college football. You know I had to do it today from three to seven. I'm going to be on BetQLU, a brand new college football show. We're going to be talking gambling. Myself, Alyssa Bergamini, Pete Futek. So you guys make sure you check that out. So I had to throw a nice little parlay on that, at least a hundred bucks. So here's my three for my college slate today. I took Arkansas minus six over Cincy. Obviously, Ritter gone. They had some of their best wide receivers gone. And Arkansas, they're trying to change the culture over there. They're really trying to do something different. And I felt it's at Arkansas. They're going to have the home crowd behind them. Minus six seemed tantalizing. So I have them. That's my first one. Second bet that I had is, and this one, I got into an argument, or not an argument, a, a nice healthy discussion with David Dykstra. He's our producer on the BetQLU show. And he's all over Florida. It's at Florida. But I took Utah, number seven ranked team in the country. I feel like they want to build up the success from last year. Florida seems to just be trying to reconfigure their squad, bringing in a new coach. And so I took Utah money line, though. I didn't take the points. I just took the money line. It was still minus 140. Felt, felt good to me. And then the last game in that three-game parlay, South Carolina, Georgia State. I don't know. I just I felt like. It's the Gamecocks are favored by 12 and a half. And I took the points. I said, this is going to be one of those games. You know, when you look at the scoreboard for college football and you see some teams just blowing them out by like 30, 40 points, like Kansas yesterday, they haven't blown out a team by 30 points since like 2008. 
And so I feel like it's going to be like one of those games. So again, my three for my college football parlay, Arkansas minus six over Cincy, Utah money line over Florida, and then South Carolina and the points minus 12 and a half over Georgia State. Now you're asking yourself, Gabe, that's only four bets. Where's the fifth one? Well, that's the one I was going to do right here on the show. <laughs> I got this last free bet for $100. So feel free to text in. Feel free to text in to the score listener line at 312-644-6767. Shoot me a text. I'll make the bet by the end of the show, and that way maybe we could all win some money together because that's what this whole thing is about. When we're talking early odds, it's about you opening the app early so that you can make some money, and it's always fun when you make money together with your homies. So that's exactly what we're thinking about right now. I'm Gabe Ramirez filling in for Joe Ostrowski here on Early Odds on 670 to score. We got more to talk about when we come back. We have college football expert Zach Kroll from BetQL. We're going to go over the majority of the college football slate that's happening today so that that way we can win some more money together. We'll do that on the other side. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is Chicago Sports Radio. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 70 to score. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel on 670 The Score. Welcome back, everyone, in this Sunday morning. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian. Absolutely not. We're doing early odds. It's Gabe Ramirez uh, filling in for Joe Ostrowski here. And I got to welcome right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, Zach Kroll. Zach, what's up, man? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Zach, uh, let me let me first. Zach, hold on one second for me, man. I want to get to you in just a second. Zach is going to be producing our BetQL show happening at three o'clock 
It's called BetQL University. Of course, we're going to be going over a ton of games. And specifically, I want to ask him about my three-game parlay for <laughs> that I made today with my $100 bet. We're going to do that in just a second. I got to take care of some stuff real quick, and then uh, we'll, we'll handle that. It's the 670, the score. Gabe Ramirez back with early odds here on 670, the score. And, of course, I got to welcome to the show my guy, Zach Kroll. Zach, what up, man? Gabe, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me. Really uh, excited about college football coming back. Really looking forward to uh, talking about it with you. What's going on? Listen, the reality is this. If there's somebody that I know that loves college football more than the average individual, it's you. So I'm excited to get <laughs> to get into this slate, man. First of all, tell me the, the game that you are most excited about today. Obviously, there are a ton of games going on, but what's the one that's piqued your interest the most? Yeah, Gabe, I believe you mentioned it in that big parlay you were talking about, but the game I'm the most excited about tonight is Utah going on the road to Gainesville at Florida. We have some good games tonight. I'm sure we'll get into uh, Oregon, Georgia, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Those are some pretty good games with some big names, but at the same time, those spreads are 15, 16, 17 points for a reason. I'm looking at Utah and Florida, though. I think this is a real 50-50 game, and really the first domino, in my opinion, in terms of who's going to make the college football playoff, I do see a scenario where Utah – could find themselves as one of the last four teams standing uh, playing in a weak Pac-12 conference. That's a bold statement. That's a bold statement to say that Utah could potentially be in that space. I mean, Utah obviously opening up minus three. I was just talking, I was mentioning it a second ago, David Dykstra, who you know very well from BetQL, he was mm-hmm. all over me when I told him that I put money on Utah today. He's like, dude, absolutely not. Florida's going to go ahead and dominate them, dude. You might as well change that. But you know, Florida's had some tough, some tough, tough stretches, man. They just fired their coach last year, Anthony Richardson. What, what would you say about uh, the new coach and, and what he can bring to this team? It's interesting, Gabe. So Billy Napier is a guy who comes from Louisiana Lafayette. He had a lot of success there. But prior to getting there, this is a guy that worked under the best. Nick Saban at Alabama. Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, and he's been waiting uh, for a while to get this opportunity. It's interesting with Florida because they really, for the past two, three years, they found themselves in the news a lot. I'm still very surprised how epically the Dan Mullen era failed in Gainesville. I don't think anyone was really expecting him to be fired going into last season, especially considering two years ago when they had Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask, they made it all the way to the SEC championship game. But last year was a nightmare. This offseason wasn't much better considering they had 20 to 25 players transfer. I don't really know what the deal is with Billy Napier. We'll see what happens uh, in his first season in Gainesville. But when you look at Utah, I'm I'm a little concerned about a Pac-12 team uh, having to to fly cross-country, going to an SEC environment. And I'm just not sure if the Utah Utes have ever seen or have ever seen an environment like Gainesville that they're going to be going to tonight. So really uh, should be a great game. I mean, of course you're talking about some young guys traveling across country, so to speak. And listen, when I go to California, even I have jet lag and I'm a grown ass man, let alone some (laughs) kids, let alone some kids that probably been, you know, staying up all night playing Xbox or something like that or PS five. But you know, Utah last year, Zach, all three of their losses in the regular season came on the road. So here they are again, you know, <clears throat> obviously going up against an unranked Florida team, but you feel in your heart of hearts, regardless of that, are you, are you thinking money line? Cause minus minus one forty is still paying well, or are you, ta- are you talking about the points also? I think I'm going to be on Florida plus three, just out of principle. I think Utah is <laughs> Hold the on, better time out, time out, time out. You just gave me this big, long spiel about how Utah is going to be in the top four. They're going to be killing. <laughs> and then you're, you're taking Florida in the points. Yes. And it's, <laughs> it, it's crazy game because with college football, uh, you heard the news with the expanded playoff. It's not going to be like this for long, but in a 14 playoff, literally the season starts right now. If Utah loses this game, it's obviously going to have a massive effect on their uh, future odds at the playoffs. But at the same time, it's, it's tough because Utah, their offense is super dynamic. They were able to put up 48 points in that narrow Rose Bowl loss against Ohio State last year. I'm a big fan of Kyle Whittingham. They're so well coached, and I do think they are the best team in the Pac-12. I would pick them to win the Pac-12, but in a non-conference game, flying cross-country, going to a tough atmosphere, and Anthony Richardson, you mentioned him at Florida, I think he can make plays. I think it's going to be a great game. There's a reason why this is the one I'm the most excited about. But, yeah, I'm going to be on Florida in the point. All right, before, before I let you go, because I think this is an interesting game, right? I mean, this is the game most gamblers look at because you have a top 10 team in Utah 
going up against a storied, you know, or uh, a storied university in Florida. So most people that are just the casual college football fans would look at that and say, "Oh, I'm definitely taking Florida. They're plus one fifteen. You know, like, it seems tantalizing." But what can you tell me about Cameron Rising, the dual threat quarterback? Is that someone that could sway people's opinions? Yeah, so Utah going into last season had a transfer at quarterback, Charlie Brewer. He came from Baylor, and most college football fans would know him. He did his fair share of winning there, and he struggled. Uh, and Utah made a, a change at quarterback, bringing in Cameron Rising about four games into last season, and the rest was history. Their team took off. This guy is a true leader. He's a playmaker uh, with his arm and his feet. And the whole Utah team just flipped the switch. Gabe, you, I know you've been watching football for a long time, and sometimes all that team needs that's struggling is a quarterback change, and that's what happened with Utah. Uh, Rising provided energy last season, and I, I feel like a, a big reason why a lot of people are on Utah is they're well-coached, and they, they have a lot of returning talent, obviously, but the last time we saw Utah on the football field was in that Rose Bowl against Ohio State, and even though they lost, they were like 14-point underdogs in that game, pretty significant, and they only lost by three. It was a competitive game. They were able to put up 48 points. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that tonight on the road in that crazy environment in Gainesville. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we're talking to Zach Kroll from BetQL. I'm Gabe Ramirez filling in for Joe Ostrowski here on Early Odds, brought to you by BetMGM. Another game I want to talk to you about on the college football slate is one that I find very interesting because of – the because of uh, the guys that have left this team. Of course, I'm talking about Cincinnati going up against Arkansas at 3:30 today. Both teams ranked in the top 25. But as we know, um, Sauce Gardner gone to the Jets. Kobe Bryant gone to the Seahawks. Desmond Ritter gone to the Falcons. A lot of big names leaving Cincinnati. Still ranked 23rd. Obviously, there's still some confidence in that squad. Who do you have in this game, and why? Yeah, this is going to be another good one. I'm going to be on Arkansas minus six at home. And the Razorbacks were a team that not only last year, Gabe, but the last few years under Sam Pittman, they've really impressed me. They've gotten better and better each year since he's been the head coach. And I think they're a top 15 to 20 team uh, going into this season. They're ranked 19 right now. And this is going to be one of the better games uh, on, on the slate today. But you said it, Cincinnati lost a lot. I'm a huge fan of Luke Fickle, but I just think going on the road week one to an, a tough SEC environment, this is not the same Cincinnati team as last year, losing a ton of NFL talent. And I love Arkansas. K.J. Jefferson, their quarterback, in my opinion, is a dark horse Heisman contender. I believe you could get him at six, as high as 60-1 to one, uh, for a possible Heisman bet. I think that could be something uh, worth watching. And when you look at Arkansas, this is just a team that never beats themselves. They were competitive with Alabama last year. They ended last year great in their bowl game, beating uh, Penn State pretty handily in the Outback Bowl. And I know that the Arkansas fans in Fayetteville uh, are going to be crazy. They're looking forward to not only this game, but this season, yeah, I'm going to be on Arkansas minus six today against Cincinnati. K.J. Jefferson, one of two returning quarterbacks in college football to lead his team in passing and rushing. So when you're talking about 60-1 to to win the Heisman, I mean, geez, even if you threw, you know, 10 bucks on that thing, it's tasty to to say the least. Um, I, I I I want you to talk to me about uh, their, their head coach, um, Arkansas's head coach. I mean, obviously, he's someone that, I don't know, I feel can make a huge difference for the squad. I mean, you know, obviously the first time they're, they're meeting each other. So it's all about preparation. It's all about game film. Uh, what, what can you say about the coach for Arkansas? Yeah, I like both the coaches in this game, but it's crazy, Gabe. About three, four years ago, any Arkansas fan will tell you this program was in a bad spot under Chad Morris. Uh, just embarrassing themselves, getting blown out left and right. And then they hired the offensive line coach of Georgia, Sam Pittman. And Gabe, you know the reputation among offensive linemen. They're not really, they're known as the bigger guys that like to get physical and dirty deep in the trenches. They're not usually the guys that people think of being, okay, this guy's going to be a genius head coach. But Sam Pittman has come into Fayetteville, Arkansas right away and has turned around this program. They're well coached, they believe. And last year, there were just plenty of times where Arkansas either won or was really competitive as an underdog. They beat Texas A&M straight up in Jerry World, I believe, as a touchdown underdog. They were competitive uh, with Alabama. Uh, and there were just many times last year where I watched Arkansas, and I was like, you know what? Wow, this team is really well coached. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I love it, man. I mean, listen, that's what you want. When you have young men playing football, you need a leader. 
And if Sam Pittman can continue to be that for those guys, then it's going to be a, a fantastic game. Can't wait to see that one. Of course, we're talking to Zach Crow from BetQL and Gabe Ramirez filling in for Joe O here on Early Odds on 670 to score. A lot of people in Chicago are going to be watching Colorado State at Michigan. Um, I mean, geez, 30 and a half. Uh, to me, I just, when I see spreads like that, Zach, I just try to stay away from it. Like, I'm like, I'd rather just enjoy that game than try to sweat a 30 point dog at that moment. Are you still going with the favorite here in Michigan? Or do you feel like Colorado State can kind of come in the 27 8 range? Yeah, you said it, Gabe. This is not a game I'm rushing to the window dying to bet when you look at the, the large uh, line with Michigan. Last year, Michigan did open up their season against a similar opponent, Western Michigan, and they blew them out. But similar to by how a much? lot of How teams, much did they blow them out by last year? I believe it was it was definitely over 30. Okay. I would say okay. maybe maybe 40, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's crazy because a lot of the teams we've spoken about so far today, uh, they're losing a lot of talent to the NFL. Michigan's no different. This is a team that made the playoff last year. And similar to Cincinnati, I don't think they're anywhere close to as good as last year's team after losing uh, Aiden Hutchinson, after losing Hassan Haskins, their running back. And uh, Coach Harbaugh has a little bit of a controversy on his hand. It's looking like Cade McNamara, the veteran, he's going to be starting today's game against Colorado State. But then next week, J.J. McCarthy, who a lot of Michigan fans want to start, he has a little, a little bit higher upside. He's going to be starting next week against Hawaii. So uh, Michigan doesn't even know who their starting quarterback is. That's not great. A bigger one. This is one I'm going to stay away from. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, I love the idea that Harbaugh has, right? I'm going to give both guys the opportunity to play in some early games so that that way we can see who's going to prove their worth. But we know throughout the course of a college football season, this is what happens. People shuffle the deck. They kind of, you know, guys are going in and out. It's not like the NFL where you have a set starter and this is your guy. You just, you see other people on your tails ready to get in the game. And the feud between K, uh, K McNamara and JJ McCarthy is no different. Um, what I did notice is this. I mean, obviously we talked about the spread a second ago, Zach, but the over uh, for Colorado state games in their last five is four and one. And the over in today's game is 58 and a half. I mean, are, are, like if you're looking at that, and you're betting the over because you want to go with the trends here is the hope that Michigan scores 50 something points or that Colorado state is going to be able to pull up a couple of scores against the tough Michigan D. I think you're going to want Colorado state to score a little bit traditionally under coach Harbaugh. Michigan has not always been the most dynamic and high flying offensive team. They're going to score a lot of their points running the ball and Cade McNamara is kind of that game manager type quarterback. And it's interesting you mentioned that stat about the overs because I'll ask you, Gabe, when you see a stat like that, especially in week one, before we've seen these teams play yet, and you also know in the back of your mind that Colorado State has a first-year head coach in Jay Norvell, do you really value stats from last year when things are changing so quickly, like the quarterback, like the head coach? That's a great question, and I think that when you're looking at that in particular stat, you have to say to yourself, well, it was the last five games of the season. And in, in, by the time you get to that point – You've already you're already in a rhythm. You've established your team. You know your identity. You know who you are as a squad. And, and you just said it best. Jay Norvell coming in. You have a new coach. You know, it's, it's the beginning of the season. So you really shouldn't do that. But at the same time, Michigan's coming to play this year. They, they Even though they lost Aiden Hutchinson, you know, they, they feel as though they are a top tier team in college football. And they want to prove that from the gate. I feel like a lot of those guys tasted success last year and they want to keep that ball rolling. So I can see, you know, really like really putting the smack down on Colorado State and maybe putting up, you know, 45 points, 46 points. And the hope there is that, you know, Colorado State with the new coach, a couple new plays, maybe not a lot of tape that Michigan's able to watch, even though they can go watch Nevada from last year. But I, I do think it, it will hit the over. I think it's going to be like low 60s. So, so, but I mean, and I, that's more me talking about Michigan and who they are and what I expect from Colorado State as opposed to the stats from the previous season. So, wait, you didn't even say it though. Are you betting, the, or not are you betting, but do you like the over or the under in that game? I'm leaning towards the over. I, I think at the big house, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of energy uh, in that building, especially with Michigan, man. Like last year, the playoff appearance meant so much to them, and they should beat Colorado State pretty handily. I don't think they'll completely shut them out, though. I'm leaning towards the over. Totally understand that. Zach Curl, Beck QL, joining me right here on Early Odds. Gabe Ramirez filling in for Joe Ostrowski. And we're going to talk about a couple more games before I let you go. Obviously, we got to touch on Oregon at Georgia. 
defending national champs, trying to uh, make a statement, uh, favored by 17 and a half. The over-under is 51 and a half. What's your take on this game? Do you feel like Georgia's going to continue their dominance? Yeah, so I know when you look at this line, 17 and a half points is a lot, but I'm going to be on Georgia to cover that number, and it's a lot of factors. Number one, the game is in Atlanta at the Falcon Stadium. Georgia immediately has a home field advantage right away, and even though they're another team that just lost a ton from last year's uh, special year, the defending national champions, and that defense, I just look at this Georgia team, and I think they're flat out better than Oregon at every level. And they're also very familiar with each other. Oregon has a new head coach in Dan Lanning, who is the former defensive coordinator at Georgia. Also, Bo Nix, Oregon's new quarterback, he comes over from Auburn. And one thing I know about Bo Nix, Gabe, he never played well against Georgia in the SEC at Auburn. That defense might still be in his nightmares. And uh, (laughs) I will be on Georgia to cover minus 17 and a half. I love that, man, because guys really do feel like that. Like, if you're the quarterback of a team and you transfer, you feel like you're going to a better squad. But then you see the same guys on the other side of the field, and you're like, damn. I remember I'm getting flashbacks. I might, I might have a little bit of nightmares. I don't know. What I'm doing. But, but, but don't you feel like the expectations, do you feel like the expectations are high for a guy like Bo Nix who's stepping into the quarterback position at Oregon? Yeah, absolutely. And it's crazy because this is a kid that coming out of high school had a ton of hype, the best uh, quarterback recruit in the country. His dad was an Auburn football player. And it's crazy because his first career game he, at Auburn, he led a game-winning drive against his future team, Oregon. That's when they had Justin Herbert. And Bo Nix, he's had some flashes, but he's never really been able to put it together consistently. Uh, I think transferring and getting out of Auburn was the right move, a change of scenery. But on the road, basically, against Georgia, an SEC defense, Georgia, in my opinion, is one of the few teams that has a legitimate chance to win the national championship. And the Pac-12 going up against the SEC, I've seen this story too many times. I will be on Georgia minus 17 and a half. I understand that completely. And speaking of the defense of Georgia, obviously Dan Lanny, the new Oregon coach, former defensive coordinator at Georgia. Do you feel like that's going to have any play in it whatsoever, the fact that he has a level of familiarity with that, with that squad? It's funny, Gabe, because you've heard this for a long time. Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, some of the best coaches in the sport of football, their assistants rarely beat them. I believe Jimbo Fisher last year at Texas A&M when he beat Nick Saban, that was the first time ever Saban lost to one of his former assistants. And I'm not saying that Kirby Smart is on that level quite yet, but very quickly he's he's building Georgia into a similar program, like an almost like an Alabama light. And I think that as time goes on, Georgia's going to establish themselves as, yeah, one of the best programs in the country. And, uh, yeah, I think Kirby Smart and his guys are coming to play. Both coaches are familiar with each other. But, yeah, I'm buying stock in the Georgia program. And uh, I, I think Kirby gets the best of Dan Lanning. Today. I believe it. It's kind of like you got your little brother out there, you know, and you're like, I'm not going to let my little brother beat me. This, I, I taught this guy everything he knows. I'm not, I'm not going to let him do that. As a matter of fact, exactly. I'm, I'm going to yeah. blow him out. I'm going to blow him out so he knows his place. It should be his first game at Oregon, you know, you don't want to take any chances. <laughs> Absolutely not. He's Zach Kroll from BetQL. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 670 The Score. Early odds brought to you by BetMGM. I'm filling in for Joe O today. And before I let you go, got to talk about what some say is the biggest game uh, here in the Midwest, at least. N- number five, Notre Dame going up against number two, Ohio State. Kicks off at 730. Uh, just... Does Notre Dame even have a chance in this game? The spread, 17 and a half, uh, the over under 58 and a half right now. Uh, what say you, Zach Crow? It's funny, Gabe, because I know when a lot of people look at the Notre Dame name, and especially the fact that over the course of the last few seasons, they've made the college football playoff and it hasn't gone well. And people like to call Notre Dame overrated. But in my opinion, Notre Dame is one of the more underrated programs in the country, considering what they did under Brian Kelly, they were just consistently winning 10, 11 games a year. And now Brian Kelly leaves, they get Marcus Freeman. And I get, he's very highly regarded. He Notre Dame fans felt that after Brian Kelly left, he'd be the perfect guy to bring in. But the one game we saw him coach last year, Notre Dame was up 21 in the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma state. And they blew that game. I'm not exactly sure just how good this Notre Dame team is just yet. 
especially another team with the first-year head coach. They're ranked five right now. I think that's a little high, and I know Ohio State loves to blow people out, especially at the horseshoe. Uh, It was crazy. Last year we saw them lose as a big favorite at home to Oregon. I don't think that happens again. I love Ohio State uh, to cover minus 17 and a half today. Yeah, it's interesting because the spread opened at 13 and a half, and now it's all the way up to 17 and a half. And some people, Zach, would say, you know, that the the defense of – Ohio State is their or was their crutch last year, right? Obviously, Ryan Day fired their defensive coordinator, bringing a new guy, uh, and Jim Knowles. I mean, can he make a difference? And and do do you feel like the defense can step up against this Notre Dame squad? Yeah, it, it's the big question with Ohio State, and I do believe last year Ohio State was good enough to win a national championship, especially on the offensive side of the ball, but their defense was their kryptonite. It did not get the job done. And Ryan Day brings in Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State. He did a good job with that defense last year. And it really is Ohio State's only hope because we've seen when Ohio State teams are good, when they're winning national championships, their defense is the key. They're getting to the quarterback. Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, they've put so many guys into the NFL. And last year, Ohio State just didn't have that one dude to just uh, chase young, to just go get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, that's going to be the key with them this year because on the offensive side of the ball between C.J. Stroud and Henderson and Jackson and Jigba, that's a dynamic uh, side of the ball. And uh, if Ohio State could just get them stops, I think they'll be right there in the national championship conversation. Let's tackle the over-under here. I mean, it's sitting at 58 and a half. We talked about the lack of defense for Ohio State, but we've also, we, 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 should, we can also talk about the fact that they led the nation last year in points per game, right? 40, sitting at like 45.7 right around there. Um, are you, are, do you think Notre Dame can, despite the fact that Ohio State's defense is, man, do you feel like they can still put up enough points to hit the over there? Because maybe if you don't want to touch the 17 and a half, right? You're saying to yourself, you know what? First game of the season, I don't even want to touch the 17 and a half, but maybe the over-under sitting at 58 and a half is a little bit more enticing. Um, do, do you think Notre Dame can put up enough points to match Ohio State to hit that over easily? Or do you think that maybe the defense of Ohio State will step up and maybe they won't score as many points as they did last year and the over the under is the play? Yeah, there are just a lot of questions going in. They always say week one of football is one of the harder weeks to bet. And when you look at both these teams, Ohio State, we don't know what their defense is going to look like. And Notre Dame, they lose their quarterback in Jack Cohn. They lose their starting running back in Kyron Williams. And I was a little surprised that they, uh, Marcus Freeman announced they're going to be going with Tyler Buckner at quarterback over Joe Pine, who we saw a little bit of last year. And I was pretty impressed with him. So I'm kind of staying away from the over-under. That's the first lean. If I were to pick one side, I'm leading the under. I think Ohio State's defense comes out a little bit focused, and it's just it's hard for them to be as bad as they were last year. I think they make that a priority, at least to start the season. I would lean towards the under. Yeah, I can see that, where you're saying to yourself, if we want to prove to the country, especially going up against Notre Dame in week one, that we are a top four team and that we have the potential to win the national championship, then our defense, does, they do need to step up. And, and, and so I, I could see them having a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and wanting to play well. And maybe Notre Dame with some of their key guys missing and, you know, the quarterback situation, not having a potent, as potent of an offense as you would like. So I can see the under I mean, 58 and a half is a ton of damn points, right? I mean, even in college football, yeah. it happens, but it's a ton of points. So I can see you saying, hey, I'm not even touching that. But the under to me seems like a, a fair enough play. Um, but going back to that 17 and a half quickly before I let you go under Ryan Day, Ohio State. Just 12 and seven against the spread at home. 12 and seven and five and seven against the spread in non-conference games. Uh, that's not that's not that's not exciting to me, Zach. I gotta be honest. Well, yeah, Gabe. The one game that comes to mind for me, I mentioned it briefly, was last year, week two, uh, Ohio State hosted Oregon as a 17 and a half point favorite. I believe a very similar spread, actually, just about the same. And they lost outright in one of the more shocking results we saw last year. Do I see that happening today? Probably not, just because I don't know if Notre Dame has the athletes to necessarily match Ohio State. But uh, 17 and a half points is a lot. I do like Ohio State. I feel like, again, there's just a clear best three teams in the country right now between Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. And if anyone else is going to win the national championship outside of that group, I'm going to have to see it first to believe it. And when it comes to this game, I respect Notre Dame, but I don't know if they're the fifth best team in the country. Vegas is telling us something with that spread. I, I do lean towards Ohio State. I do. I love it, man. CJ Stroud trying to go ahead and make a statement game from the absolute beginning. Zach, fantastic stuff. I appreciate you so much, brother, for jumping on with me today. Have a great one, all right?
Thanks for having me, Gabe. Enjoy your day of football. <laughs> of course. Zach Kroll from BetQL joining us right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez filling in for Joe Ostrowski here on Early Odds, brought to you by BetMGM. If you want more college football information, don't forget, 3 to 7 today, myself, Alyssa Bergamini, as well as Pete Futek, we're going to be on BetQL with our brand new show. It's called BetQLU, talking all college football, trying to win you guys as much money as possible so that your rent doesn't come from your paycheck. It comes from your gambling app. Hopefully you downloaded that BetMGM app. All right, on the other side, there's still a ton of stuff to talk about, including the White Sox going up against the Twins, trying to make it four in a row with Dylan Cease on the mound. Should you take the money line or the run line? I'll talk about it right after this. It's Gabe Ramirez filling in for Joe Ostrowski on Early Odds here on 670 The Score. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey, Nats fans, are you ready for opening day? Swung on, hit deep to left, down the line toward the corner, and it is gone. Goodbye! Catch every pitch, every home run, and every Curly W live with 106.7 The Fan on the free Odyssey app. Gone. The voices you know, the team you love, your Washington Nationals, your Odyssey. Live games available for fans and market only. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Gabe Ramirez filling in for Joe Ostrowski here on Early Odds, brought to you by BetMGM. And we've had a fun show today, man. I told you about my big five bets, uh, and I can't wait to make this last one. Seeing a bunch of text messages coming in. Let's make this money together. Uh, want to thank Zach Kroll, of course, for giving us some phenomenal insight on the college football slate today. But this last segment, I want to do nothing but talk about baseball. And I want to start with my Chicago White Sox, of course, trying to go for four in a row today, uh, today against the Minnesota Twins. What a game yesterday. What a game yesterday. If you missed that game, I can't say it enough. Playoff baseball begin, began yesterday. And if you were watching that game, it had that environment. And I love the intensity of Miguel Cairo. And if you didn't see in the ninth inning, Andrew Vaughn gets hit in the back. And then all of a sudden, the bench is clear. Oh, you didn't hear about the benches clearing? It was weird because I feel like I always see other teams charge the mound and, you know, all their guys come out. And I rarely ever see the white. Like, it, it took me a second. It looked weird to see everyone. But I love Lance Lynn. I mean, I know I've had my fair share of opinions on Lance Lynn over the course of the season, but all fair ones, I'm sure he'd probably agree with me. But right now, the way he's pitching and the intensity in which he left that dugout yesterday, I felt like, I hate using this, these two words, turning point, but I mean, that's what you want. You've, you've been waiting for that 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 moment of synergy for the Chicago White Sox, a moment to bring the team together. And, and we've talked to Liam Hendricks about it. We've talked to Tim Anderson, to Jose Abreu. I mean, these guys, you know, and it's been like, who's going to do it? Is it going to be a pitcher? Is it going to be, you know, somebody from the offensive side, a defensive player? No, it, this was a moment where Andrew Vaughn gets hit. He's upset about it. Of course he is. He, nobody likes getting hit with a 97-mile-per-hour fastball in the back. So he's walking to first base. He's upset about it, and Lopez couldn't shut his mouth and was sitting there, and I understand what he was saying. It's not like I tried to hit you. That's essentially what he was saying. I wasn't trying to hit you, but it didn't matter. It was the way he said it. He threw in a couple of curse words, and, of course, Lance Lynn saw him doing it, and that's when everybody just charged him out. It was beautiful. Bases loaded, and, of course, the very next pitch or the second pitch after that, it looked like Jose Abreu got hit on the hand, but he didn't hit the, uh, the, the, the bottom of the bat. They had him come back up. He hits what would have been an inning-ending double play with the bases loaded. But Lopez, it just like, I almost felt bad for him. I watched the replay like 10 times. It hit, hits off his glove, throwing the second baseman off just a little bit to the point where they couldn't turn the double play. Carlos Correa gets the ball, can't get it to first in time. Doesn't even make the throw, actually. And then Jose Abreu for the second time ends up winning the game for the Chicago White Sox yesterday. So I feel like there's a level of energy on the south side. So if I were you with Dylan Cease on the bump, I'm taking the runs. I'm going Sox minus one and a half. 
I think that they're going to be pumped up to put some runs up on the board. And, of course, you got Maley out there for the Twins, who his last outing, he only went two innings. Now, his 11 previous, before that, he went five, at least five innings. So I think it's going to be it's going to hit the under as well. So if you're looking for a nice little parlay, I'm thinking Sox uh, run line and the under. But that could just be my homer heart pounding. That's what often happens here on 670, the score. Hey, I want to thank my guest today, Zach Crow, for coming on. I want to thank Joe O for giving me the keys to this damn thing to give you guys some early odds so you can make some money on the day. Coming up right after this, inside the clubhouse with my guys, David Hall and Bruce Levine. That's going to be absolutely fantastic. Hey, make some money today, guys. Bet wisely. Just don't blow your whole check that you got because I want you to have some money on Monday morning. Have a fantastic weekend. It's Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.